My name is Jared Willett. I'm the new curate in town, so that's why I'm here. Me and my wife Sarah moved a couple weeks ago, and we are just so glad to be here with you all. And here at All Saints, appropriately, we remember all the saints. The saints are not special people, necessarily. They're not especially holy in their own right. But rather, we know that the saints are those in heaven and on earth who have been grafted into Christ by faith. And because they are grafted into Christ by faith, they are holy. We are holy because we have faith in the Son of God who loves us and saved us from our sins and grafted us into his own body and made us holy. And so, believe it or not, you are a saint. And so here at All Saints, it's very appropriate to be called All Saints because you all, in faith, are saints. But there are also people throughout the history of the church, from the life of Christ onward, which we designate with the title Saint. It's affixed on front of their name. And today, us here at All Saints uh, think about and ponder one particular saint, St. Barnabas, the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just like all the other saints, St. Barnabas is a mini-picture, a mini-portrait of the church. St. Barnabas or any other saint is not a complete picture of the church because, as we are named, all the saints comprise the church. But these people, whom the church has set aside in particular, are worthy of emulation. They're worthy of taking a second look at because, for some reason, their life is worthy of imitation. Christ has worked so mightily in their life, and the church says, look to St. Barnabas. Look to St. Barnabas or any other saint for individual purposes. And so today we look at St. Barnabas. And the question arises, why? (laughs) Why has the church set apart St. Barnabas as a saint to think about why we today, on June 11th, celebrate the feast of St. Barnabas? And I'd like to contend that, for many other reasons, there's three I'd like to focus on today. Two come from our collect, and one comes from his name, as to why St. Barnabas is worthy of our attention today. First, St. Barnabas gave generously of his life and possessions. Two, St. Barnabas went forth courageously, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And three, St. Barnabas comforted others faithfully in the power of the Holy Spirit. So first... I'd like to think about for a minute how Barnabas was a man who gave generously of his life and substance for the well-being of the church. This is what we pray in our college for today, that St. Barnabas in particular is someone who gave generously of his life and substance. And we see actually in the first mention of his name in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 37, a glimpse 
of his generous giving. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, and for as many as were owners of lands or houses, sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold, and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the feet of the apostles. See, at the first mention of Barnabas' name, we get a glimpse at his generous heart. He gave generously of his substance, of his possessions. He had property in Jerusalem and sold it and gave it to the church as they had need. The Holy Spirit was stirring the church to give of what they had, and Barnabas responded to the prompting of the Holy Spirit by selling his property and giving it so that no one in the church, not one person, had need. Now, We're not all called to sell our houses or properties wholesale and give them to the poor or give them to the church. But here, in this first mention of Barnabas' name, we see his total willingness to give of his life and substance generously. And so I think that St. Barnabas, in particular, challenges us today Because if you're anything like me, it's very hard to give of my substance. (laughs) I worked hard for that. I don't want to give it up. But St. Barnabas shows us what it looks like to be moved by the Holy Spirit to give generously. But we don't give just because we feel bad for the poor or because we feel guilt that everyone else is doing it. Rather, we give because we have been given first. See, Barnabas didn't just come up with giving on on his own. Rather, his giving of his substance is in response to the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Acts, it's after the preaching of the word that these Christians, these first Christians in Jerusalem, respond by giving generously. It's in the knowledge and faith that Christ has given so much that these early Christians respond in faith by giving. And I challenge you today, as all saints, to dwell on this. Like, it's hard for us today to give generously. We like to give, but not generously all the time. But I hope that you're encouraged by the life of St. Barnabas to see what it looks like to have faith in the Son of God who gave so much for us and As we respond in faith, he does more than we ask or imagine with it. But St. Barnabas did not only give of his substance, but also of his very life. And we see this in our epistle reading today, that Barnabas was willing to spend and be spent by Christ through his church in the power of the Holy Spirit. He was willing to spend not only his money or possessions, but also his very life for the mission of the church. 
which is the mission of Jesus Christ. At the calling of the church, they had a prophet come to Antioch and he prophesied that there was going to be a famine over all the world and by the urging of the Holy Spirit, the Christians in Antioch took up a collection and sent that collection by the hand of Barnabas. Sent it to Jerusalem. That's where Barnabas is originally from. He can take it in his hand and go back to his home church and bring his offering. The offering of this church in Antioch. He was willing to travel on behalf of the church and to take this gift by his own hand. And not only that, while he was going, he grabs Saul, Paul, on the way. And he takes him and brings him back to Antioch because he had a feeling that the Lord had a use for Saul. He remembers at the conversion of Saul that the Lord himself said that Paul has been set apart for a special purpose. And Paul was brought to Antioch by Barnabas. And so we see that Barnabas is not only willing to give of his substance, but of his very life. He spent his life fulfilling the mission of Jesus Christ through his church. And that brings us to point number two, that Barnabas went forth courageously in mission for the spread of the gospel. And you can see how these two points really go hand in hand. You can't really have one without the other. You cannot go forth courageously unless you have given of yourself fully. To be on mission, to obey what the Lord has told us as we heard Father Kalin preach last Sunday, to go therefore unto all the world. He has sent us, and we must give of ourselves generously, to give of ourselves fully, both in property, in substance, but also of our very life. And Barnabas is a wonderful picture of that. You can see that not only up to this point where we read in our epistle reading, but in the chapters following of Barnabas and Saul, Paul, their missionary journeys. They go through Cyprus and up into northern or western Turkey, preaching the gospel and sharing the good news with those who will hear. And the only way that this happened is because he went forth courageously. He did not turn back. He didn't have scars on his back. He only had scars on his front because he went forth courageously. When the Lord spoke something that he ought to do, he did it. And he did it with joy. And we know that St. Barnabas is an apostle. That's what we celebrate today, St. Barnabas the Apostle. And Paul gives us a glimpse into the specific task which these sent out messengers of Jesus Christ had in Galatians chapter 2. We read this. On the contrary, when they, the saints in Jerusalem, saw that I had been trusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been entrusted with the gospel to the circumcised, for he who worked through Peter for his apostolic ministry to the circumcised worked also through me from mine to the Gentiles. And when James and Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, received the grace that was given to me, they gave me the right hand of fellowship to Barnabas and me. 
that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. And so we see that Barnabas and Saul were called out and sent courageously out on mission to a particular people. It's easy to say, I'm going out into all the world. It's easy to say, oh, I love everybody. But it's really difficult to say, I love these individuals. It's much easier to approximate our love or our mission rather than being particular. And so I think that St. Barnabas challenges us today in this way. He knew whom he was called to. And here at All Saints, we're trying to figure out who we're called to. And the day of caring coming up is helping us to realize that we're called to serve our fellow congregation members. The members here of All Saints were to celebrate and minister to each other. But as we go on, we're also called to serve in our local community and our country and the world. And hopefully, as we go on in, in prayer and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we, not, not just, we don't just realize that we're called to people in general, but we find who we're called to in particular. And so I challenge you to pray for this. Our Lord says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, for laborers. So often I believe that we forget that this is integral to the mission of the church. Prayer. We want to strategize, but we don't want to pray. And I hope and pray myself that you would partner with us in praying on who we are called to. We see in chapter 13, verses 1 through 3, the ordination of Paul and Barnabas. They are ordained, they're set apart, they're consecrated for a particular purpose. They are sent out after the laying on of hands to the Gentiles. And we know this because as they go about, they preach in the synagogues and Paul preaches a very, very good sermon. It's his first sermon recorded in the book of Acts, and it's a grand slam. It's so much of a grand slam that the next day, the entire city shows up to hear more. And the Jews, who are a part of the synagogue, got jealous. And they started rejecting Paul, contradicting Paul, reviling Paul and Barnabas for the message that they preached. Namely, that the Lord Jesus Christ came to save sinners, both Jew and Gentile, and that through him, the two are becoming one body. So they reject him. And Paul says, okay, well, what you're doing is rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. But through this rejection, the Lord is showing that we are given to the Gentiles. We have gone to the Gentiles. We are sent to the Gentiles. And this was prophesied long ago by the prophet Isaiah. And we, well, the Lord is fulfilling it through us. See, Paul and Barnabas are rejected, stoned, cursed, reviled. Yet, they go about their mission with joy. This word joy, or gladness, or Goodness comes up so often in the book of Acts after persecution, which is amazing to me. And it shows that 
the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit was with these men and women. And believe it or not, the Holy Spirit is with us today as well. And so whether you think I could never do that, we could never do that, know that the power of the Holy Spirit is with us, empowering us and sending us out as he did Paul and Barnabas. And he doesn't send us out to do it with a frown. He does it and sends us out and we as we enter into God's work through us, have joy despite the affliction. Jesus promises affliction. He says that it shouldn't be a surprise to you when people reject you and revile you. I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. (laughs) Tough. Sheep among wolves. That's really tough. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do this with joy. And we see that Barnabas exemplifies for us what it means to go forth courageously in the mission of Jesus Christ. That is, preaching the gospel to those who do not know, feeding the poor, healing the sick, being the church, being Christ's body through the power of the Holy Spirit. For Luke gives us a little glimpse, a little eulogy into Barnabas by saying that Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. Men of the church, if you want to be a good man, I want to be a good man. St. Luke shows us what it takes to be a good man, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and faith, to be a man of faith is to be a good man. And to be a good man means to be on mission with Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Barnabas was a good man, but not of himself. It was through faith that he did all that he did. It was through faith that he gave generously and goes forth courageously. Lest we think that Barnabas did this in his own strength, Luke reminds us that he did this in the power of the Holy Spirit and through faith. He preached the gospel. And this brings us to his namesake, number three. Barnabas comforts others faithfully. For in chapter four, we're given a little etymology lesson of what Barnabas means. It means son of encouragement. This was his nickname. This wasn't his given name, but it's the, apostle, the name that the apostles gave to Barnabas. Barnabas was known as an encourager. And elsewhere in our English Bibles, it's translated comfort and exhorter. Barnabas was a teacher, an encourager, someone who came alongside people who were on mission as well, who were of the faith, and encouraged them, built them up, and comforted them with the gospel. And this is part of the mission of the church, is to comfort one another, to preach the gospel to one another. We read every Sunday the comfortable words that Jesus Christ came to save sinners, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who is the propitiation for our sins, but not ours only for the whole world. And we are sent as the church to comfort those 
who are afflicted. Paul gives us a little foretaste, a little synopsis of the mission of the church in this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that you share in our sufferings, that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. Paul here reminds us of the reconciling work of the church, that though we are afflicted, or if we are comforted, it is for others' sake. For we serve the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all our affliction, and affliction will come. Not all the time, but it will come, and we will be comforted. But Paul says that both of these things, affliction and comfort, is for the sake of of others. We are comforted so that we might comfort one another. And we are afflicted because we bear in our bodies the wounds of Jesus Christ. We have taken up our cross and followed him. We have taken his yoke upon us. We have been crucified with Christ so that it is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And Barnabas shows that he was carrying around in his body the crucified Lord. He was one that was comforted. He was one that was encouraged. He was one that was exhorted by the Lord Jesus Christ through his holy gospel. And he didn't just receive, but he sent out this gospel through his life, through going forward with courage. But it is not Barnabas. It is the Lord who is working through Barnabas and not only Barnabas, but all his saints on heaven and on earth to fulfill his mission. And so Barnabas encouraged, exhorted, comforted others with the comfort he himself received from Christ. And as we are comforted through the holy gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he saves sinners. That he has come for you and for me and died upon the cross and was raised to life on the third day for our justification. We share. We give this comfort back again to others. We go forth in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, sharing the gospel with those who have not heard. Just like St. Barnabas so helpfully illuminates us to do. You see, he shares the hope of the gospel, that in our afflictions, we are comforted. He comforts as one who has been comforted. He exhorts as one who has been exhorted. He gives of his own life because someone else's life had been given for his. And went forth as an apostle of the one who came. He was sent out as an apostle to the one who was sent for our sake. And was crucified under Pontius Pilate and raised on the third day for us. 
And so we too are sent, as Barnabas was, to those who have not heard yet. We're sent into our communities, into our nation, into the world to share the gospel with those who have not yet heard in the power of the Holy Spirit. We must rely on the God who raises the dead because this work is impossible. We must pray that laborers be sent into the harvest because it is plentiful. And so we must rely on the God of all comfort to comfort us so that we might comfort others. And brothers and sisters, the Lord wants to use you. The Lord wanted to use Barnabas. He called him out and equipped him through his Holy Spirit to do the work that he had been given to do. And I challenge us today to pray to have faith that the God of all comfort, who has comforted us, is also empowering us to go forth in the name of Christ to share his love with those who do not know. And so I pray on this feast of St. Barnabas that you would be encouraged by his life, knowing that he was nothing in himself, but only through faith in the risen Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech thee, almighty God, that the words which we have heard this day with our outward ears may, through thy grace, be so grafted inwardly in our hearts, that they may bring forth in us the fruit of godly living, to the honor and praise of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.